to another episode of SG Explained. We are back in a new studio, actually. We're using Riverside.fm to record today. So if you hear a difference in the audio, credits to them. I mean, is it sponsored or like... Are... <laughs> We're always trying to show our value proposition, you know, to potential sponsors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. How's it going, guys? Actually, I'm a little jet lagged because at the point of recording this, I just came back from Spain. Show off, what a show off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I try to make it as subtle as possible, but um, yeah, a little bit of a show off. No, I'm seriously jet lagged, but I'm very happy to be here. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, you look a bit more tanned, actually. I know. Is it the Barcelona sun? I think so. <laughs> Making people jealous. Well, I'm going to Malaysia next week, so different kinds of adventures. Yeah, different kinds of adventures. Mine's more business related rather than like eating avocado toast on. I mean, that's what I assume you did. Is that just like, is that shade? People in Singapore eat avocado toast too, L. Yeah, but you had to travel about halfway across the world (laughs) to eat it. So In, in your trip to Malaysia, how are you gonna be going there? I am probably taking a cab. What a sneaky wow. way for you to sneak in today. Can we give Robin a walk for that slide in? That yeah, segue wow, what a transition. was perfect. What a transition. <laughs> I will definitely be using some sort of uh, cab or uh, maybe like a Grab app or something. We'll, we'll see. I'm actually traveling with some uh, compatriots. Uh, so it should be a fun time. And that's our episode for today, guys. We're actually going to be talking to a guest of ours who used to drive taxis, from what I understand, since the 1990s. Welcome, our guest, Uncle Ben. Hi, Uncle Ben. Hello, everybody. Hello, Uncle Ben. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for (laughs) inviting me. We're so glad you're here. We want to hear a lot more about you, Uncle Ben. Tell us, how long have you been a taxi driver and why did you decide to take up the role? Before I pick up as a taxi driver, I was on an overseas job for about eight, nine years, over a period of about 11 years. So when I came back, it's just like, Others drivers say freedom. Ah. Mm. So now it's time for you to be with the family. Then you have to do the half time work, half time at home. You may be sleeping. I started as a night driver. In fact, I was all the way for night driver until about 18 to 19 years. Wow. 18 to 19 years. I do cut down my work time. The beginning is like seven o'clock till. Next morning, 5, 6 a.m. When I came back, like I said, I don't know who to work for. How, how old were you, uh, Uncle Ben, when you came back? 98, you was only 42 years old. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay, I was okay, five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fun fact. I decided to, to take up this job. It's partly because my younger brother was driving day. Then the night time, he doesn't have any relief driver. Right. So I told him, say, why don't you finish your day shift? You just mm-hmm. pass the vehicle to me. I drive the next morning. I pass to you before you start your shift. That is where it all started. Basically, now stop driving since end of last year. Well, congratulations on your on your retirement, I guess. Let Wei Xiang know about this. For <laughs> 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 well, well, this is a whole Wei Xiang is, a, is Uncle Ben's son. Is Uncle Ben's son. And a good friend of mine, I was looking to find a taxi driver for this episode and I was a bit scared I wouldn't be able to find one, but Wei Xiang was so gracious to connect me to his dad, Uncle Ben. Man, this is 
one of those episodes where I wish we were on video because you can tell all three of us are smiling like ear to ear. We're just so happy. Like his energy is like radiating across the screen. You can tell he's like, you know, like a very happy grandpa babysitting his kids now. He's enjoying his golden years. But in his time, he has seen some stuff being a taxi driver. I just wish we were recording this in an actual taxi. That would have been like the pinnacle of podcasting. We couldn't even get a time to come online together, let alone be in a taxi together, mate. That's very true. That's very true. All right, before we dive into Uncle Ben's wisdom on how to be the right taxi driver, let's give a little breakdown on the kind of taxi drivers that we're looking at today, okay? So the taxis of Singapore come in two main varieties. Most of you already know this, but stay with us because we're all about the research. Traditional taxi companies such as Comfort Delgro, Strides, Taxis, Transcare, Premier Taxis, Silver Cab, or Prime Taxis, they offer flag down and call bookings, and their drivers are higher employees of the company. And in some areas, such as uh, Changi Airport or in the downtown area, passengers must use designated taxi stands. Ride sharing companies, however, such as Grab, Ride, Tata, Gojek, uh, allow bookings through a smartphone, allowing ease for passengers. These are mostly known as private hire vehicles or PHV, and their apps also allow the flexibility to work and pick up passengers with their own vehicle, be it owned or rented. Uh, Grab Hitch is something you're familiar with. So fun fact, I'm not good with numbers. So thank you, Rovic, for doing the research. (laughs) As of (laughs) December 2021, there were 14,887 taxis and 67,990 PHVs in Singapore. The discrepancy is unreal. And as of the same period, there are also 94,462 taxi driver provisional license holders and 48,523 PHB private hire car provisional license holders. That's an interesting number because for each taxi, there's actually more taxi drivers compared to private hire vehicle cars. It's because a lot of taxi drivers, they're holding on to yeah, taxi licenses like Uncle Ben, but they may not be actually driving a taxi at this current point. Or they're sharing the taxi like what Uncle Ben like shared, right? Uncle Ben, you know, there's so many different taxi companies. How did you choose which company to work for? I didn't choose. Yeah, seriously. Because my brother was driving for SMRT then, not Stride. Huh? I'll just go with him for 16 years wow. until something happened to him. Mm-hmm. Then... Injury, he stopped. After that many years with SMRT, I still continue with SMRT until Uber and Grab then came into the market. It's very bad for taxi. I decided to quit and just do the taxi share with SMRT scheme, the flexible scheme whereby you book in advance. What are the hours you want to drive? You just book in advance. So basically, you only take the car whenever you book it. Lah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he has about 600 vehicles parked all over the Singapore multi-story car park. I think that's what's interesting about the taxi market, right? Because to all of us as passengers, we only know the different colors. We know blue color, comfort, green color, I think now it's green color strides. It's right, uh, yeah. Then different colors are different ones. When we look at the different cabs out there, right, actually there's so many different types. And what's interesting is that each cab company, you wouldn't think about this because we're all passengers, right, actually have different sorts of programs and benefits for taxi drivers. So, mm. for example, Comfort Delgro gives cash incentives. They have different sort of performance rebates. 
petrol duty rebates, ERP reimbursements. Strides also does cash incentives. They also have loyalty rewards. Each company actually does something different. So, so actually, I'm curious, right, Uncle Ben, when you are a taxi driver, right? So you do the night shift. If you can share on a monthly basis, actually, how much is your take home? The number of hours you put on per shift that make sense on how much you will generate your income. During my time, uh, during my time, you get like normal days, you get 10 to 12 net income after deduct your cost, meaning your rental, your petrol. On a good day, like weekends, eve of holidays, all right? you may get $15 to $18 per hour net. I will say that for six hours solid, I get something average of $12 to $18. For me, is that I don't stop. I will just keep driving. My stop is the three hours break, the toilet break, that's it. I don't break for food. So when I say I work six hours, I solid six hours except the so-called the toilet break. So you are talking about 70 $70 for a solid six hours of driving. There are people that who drive 10, 12 hours, plus they have their own kind base, meaning that uh, a lot of uh, taxi drivers, they have those factory uh, workers that finish work, they go there, they get per, per trip, $30, $50, you know, the kind of uh, the trip. Uh, in the morning, they send them to factory. They also get, uh, of course, these type of people, they get, a better pay. Why I said I have the income is because midnight, midnight got the 50% surcharge. Later part, when I go into daytime, like 12, 11 a.m. to 5, 6 p.m., I get less than that. Driving taxi is a very disciplined job. I'm sure before Uber, Grab, you see taxi driver got walkie-talkies. They got handphone. They also got walkie-talkies. Yep, yep. They call, hey, Ben, where are you? Oh, I'm going to Tiong Bahru. Oh, we are at the uh, Tampines having drink. Oh, I will come and join <laughs> you after I drop my passenger at the uh, Tiong Bahru. There he goes. <laughs> then he will spend hours over there. I think the thing with taxis is you got to really know how much you want to make, right? And you got to have a plan because if you just take a car and you drive and then you try to to make it work, you may not end up on the profitable side of it. I want to talk a bit about exactly how taxi companies work. And actually, taxi and private hire cars are predominantly operated by some large companies. Actually, there are not many that are owned by individuals anymore. And, and there's, a, there's a fun fact here. Those yellow cats. Yes, correct, correct. So there are a small number of privately operated yellow top taxis. I don't know if Elliot and Mian, you guys remember this. There were these yellow top taxis back in the day. Those were actually the taxis that were owned by individuals, meaning that it wasn't owned by a company but it was mm, a, a yes, person yes, yes. that was owned it. And this has actually been around since the 1930s. At the LTA, they started implementing a lot of rules. Like, and so they said, mm. basically, you need an operator license. And operator licenses are required to comply with their quality of service standards, audit directions, and all the sorts of stuff, which LTA can revoke the license. So these yellow top taxis, they had a very different system. And essentially, since the 1970s, they've stopped giving out these yellow top taxis. So existing licenses are not transferable and all the holders need to retire at 75. So there's actually a very interesting sort of ecosystem of taxis in Singapore. But before we, we go on, uh, I wanted to have one last question in this uh, ecosystem piece of the episode. And it's actually quiz time. Oh, it's quiz time. Okay, I won't spoil the jingle. 
The question is, in 2021, on average, what is the daily number of taxi and ride hail trips? So not just taxi, including ride hail. What is the daily number of ride hail and taxi trips? And we'll do it price is right style, meaning you can't go over, but the closest number wins. It's math questions again. But okay, interesting thing, 2021, like we're still kind of like the pandemic is still a, is still a fact. But we don't know what's the comparison. We don't know like what... 2019 would have been. This includes like if I go and press grab. Uh. I'll give you a contextual clue, all right? So I'm asking for the total number, taxi and ride hail. Taxi rides, which you can maybe use as a benchmark, taxi rides made up 117 daily rides. Okay, based on the numbers just now, we're discussing like how many people have like licenses and all that, right? So I'm going to use that as like helpful info. My guess is about... Okay, 265 because who has a solid number these days? I use like grab twice a day maybe. So I think the number is close to like maybe let's go half a thousand, right smack in the middle. Right? What? 500, let's go 500. Oh no, am I allowed to change my answer? Before COVID, it's almost a million total. No, you're right, Uncle Ben. I missed the fact. The that zero? Says, yeah, it says zero, zero, zero. <laughs> so it is 554,000. How could you have missed the three zeros? <laughs> thousand, that's right, that's right. 554,000. Right. Hey, bro, we are like so far from this number. It's not even funny, bro. Okay, so I, I don't feel so bad, you see, because I thought I was one of the few people who are like doing this. Then I'll be like, wow. Okay, guys, all listeners, it was my bad. These numbers are in the thousands, all right? Otherwise, all the driver will go back. <laughs> we learned a lesson here today, all right? Even the SGA explained can get it wrong 100% it's normal it's normal Uncle Ben if we don't have you in the show we would have published this saying 554 oh no <laughs> it's true like that is true it's not new for me to look like an idiot but for Rovik and me and this is a first <laughs> so it's fine before we go to Uncle Ben's stories in every SG Explain episode we need to do a bit of a history talk right we need to look at like yeah. the history of taxis in singapore yes it's a tradition so why don't i take you guys through a little bit about the history of like taxis in singapore you know me i love this bit i get to show off my storytelling skills so taxi cabs were first introduced in singapore in actually in 1910 by cf Wern and co using taxi meters installed in like, these rover cars you know do you remember taxi meters guys yeah. you know that thing that would just ding, dong, yeah ding, dong. and then every time you move by 10 cents i get a bit agitated yeah uh, that thing right Singapore was the second city in the Far East with an actual taxi service. Oh. So let's yeah, so let's zoom forward a little bit to the 1950s and the 1960s. Uh, where in the 1960s, with the poor state of Singapore's public transportation, a lot of pirate taxis, or you know, they call it Pa Ong Chia. Pa Ong Chia, right. Those things kind of like multiplied, it proliferated pretty quickly. Now, these taxis were uninsured, number one, and they were often overcrowded with passengers, mm. you know, clown car style. Uh, the police tried to mitigate the issue by discouraging people from taking such taxis, but their efforts had very little effect at that point in time. And uh, a result of problems faced with finding witnesses to testify against pirate taxi owners. Now, the police also started sending undercover agents to deal with these taxis, but the number of pirate taxis continued to increase. I'm very proud of Singaporeans uh, for doing this, by the way. And this detrimentally impacted bus and licensed taxi operators. However, in February 1966, a committee was set up by the Singapore government, as usual, to review the policy on taxis and taxi drivers, especially with respect to taxi licenses. The committee completed its report by June that year, in which it recommended an increase in the number of licensed taxis, along with the legislation of pirate taxis, for the sole purpose of transporting school children. In October 1966, with new government regulation, 
Licensed taxis were required to have a two-tone black and yellow livery and be fitted with a lit sign with the word taxi on the roof. The, the very classic uh, picture of what a taxi should Uncle be. Uncle Ben, do you remember these pirate taxis? Uh? Uh, yeah, I, I was young. I also in the primary school. Maybe. During my kampong place also got this Pa Ong Chia. Pa Wang Che in ah, Mandarin. Ah, Pa Wang Che. Okay. Uh, pa Wang Che. I will not pretend I know what that means, <laughs> <Okay>. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we do take them also uh-huh. from urgent, like go to hospital, yeah. go for, for whatever. There's no ambulance to call. We will just take Pa Wang Chia at that time, the private car to go to whatever destination. They were they were doing a service. Uh. You call them pirates, but they actually were pretty integral to the mm. system. They were. That's right. They were. When we fast forward to the 1970s, with the implementation of diesel tax and an additional... 1,200 licenses for taxis. The government actually announced plans to phase out pirate taxis. In May that year, the National Trades Union Congress, or NTUC as we all know, announced plans to provide a cooperative taxi and minibus service and to get former pirate taxi drivers to drive the minibuses as part of the cooperative. In July 1970, a taxi stop scheme was trialed on four streets in the central area in which taxis could only stop at designated taxi stops. Despite concerns over inconvenience and confusion raised by the Taxi Drivers Association, uh, the Registry of Vehicles declared the trial a success and went on to expand the scheme. So I'm guessing this is why we have all these taxi stands today that are labelled, I'm assuming. Um, And pirate and school taxis were eventually phased out by July 1971. NTUC's taxi cooperative, of course, now we know as Comfort, uh, started operations in 1971 with a fleet of 1,000 taxis, with the first taxis entering service at the end of January 1971. This was eventually merged with Delgro Group to form, ta-da, Comfort Yay. Delgro. Now, one of the interesting things I, I liked about this was that we didn't just tell the pirate taxi drivers to like, you know, go- goodbye, find yeah. a new job. We actually ushered them and said like, okay, look, that phase is over how about minibus, guys? Like, let's go to minibuses. I thought it was a very inclusive move. Very rare, but very inclusive. I like it. This is really the background and context of taxis in Singapore. But, you know, Uncle Ben is here not to tell us about the past and the data. We're actually here to find out about his life as a taxi driver. All of that is in the exciting second half of this episode. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after the break. It's crazy to think that we're in season 5 of the SG Explain podcast and you, the listener, have been a great part of that experience. If you like what we've been doing over the last few seasons and you want to support some independent podcasters, here are three ways that you can do so. The first is to subscribe and that's by just clicking the subscribe button or follow button on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. The second is to share. Share our content, our episodes with people that you think would enjoy learning about the Singapore identity and challenging some of the preconceived notions that they may have. And finally directly support us by clicking on the anchor link in the description area where you can make a small contribution that helps us support some of the costs of producing these great podcasts. Thank you again for being part of the SJ Explain family and we look forward to making many more great episodes for you. And we're back from the break. I am super excited to hear some of these stories from Uncle Ben and actually I'm going to start right from the beginning when you want to become a taxi driver, right? I'm sure there are a couple of requirements, like you need a license, or you need to have a mindset maybe. So Uncle Ben, you know, what would you say are the requirements 
to be a taxi driver in Singapore. Of course, uh, beside the VL, uh, the vocational license that you have to go through so-called the 30 times 3 hours, you know, at that time, uh, then go for an exam and all that. Uh, to me, to be a taxi driver, there's patience. Wow. You need to be patient. You need to be polite. If you are being patient, not only that you are the safe driver, mm. you also trying to be uh, give way to others road user as well. Mm. And polite not only to that driving to other vehicles, also to your passenger. Mm. You see? Like for instance, you greet when they bought, you know, they are happy. Even if they have anything to want to complain, but because of you being courteous, uh, you greet them politely, then they may just quietly take the trip and go off at the destination. Always try to entertain passenger requests. For instance, room temperature. Not everybody complain is too hot. There are people say too cold, please. Mm bring up the temperature, you know, the kind of thing. So you just happily do it. Or maybe say that, uncle, I just went for an operation. So please drive a bit mm. slower and don't go through the harm too fast because <gasps> of the, the wounds and things like this. Pregnant woman, for instance. I believe some of you have encountered driver that keep on, you apply brake in between, don't know for what reason, or he accessorating, then he let go, yeah. then he go, let go, then yeah, you just, got, got speed racers, then eventually speed at the back of, uh, behind you say, uncle, you have any plastic bag or not because <laughs> I'm going to puke. So you have to drive as smooth as possible. Another point is passion. Passion for what? Passion for driving. Then you don't take it that this is a job. This is a duty I'm doing. All right, this is my hobby. It become my hobby, and uh, this hobby also allowed me to make money, earn a living. It will be different, but if you have a different mindset, ah, uh, I I need to drive today another eight hours. You know, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. You know, these kind of things. So the passion for driving is also a very important point. Another one is that always try to acknowledge or respond to customer. Even if they're very demanding. That's where patience comes in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Say, for instance, at Jurong, he said, uh, Uncle, uh, 25 minutes can reach airport or not? <laughs> uh, then I'll be jokingly say, uh, I think even if you take an aeroplane, you also need to prepare to take off and landing. Oh, true. Wow. Is it? it sounds like a taxi driver also must be witty, like Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> they, they will accept it because the key word is that I do my best. Yes, we love hearing you that. You cannot say, cannot lah, how can, the one lah, you go down, you take another car, that, then you are in trouble because LTA don't allow you to chase customer down oh. the moment they go on mm. board. Unless otherwise, mm. there is a very strong reason for you like to reject drunken the nights. A drunken, you cannot reason with them <laughs> <laughs> because they are not themselves. <laughs> they are not themselves. We're all laughing, but you know. Drunken can tell you, say, Uncle, can you take me to Serangoon North, uh, Block 2, something, then you don't, that's it. <laughs> Then when you reach a destination, you shake, 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 you're still there. Then you shake again, cannot, then you have no choice, you drive to police station. Oh. <laughs> or 
you got the address to go, you reach already, you wake up, you want to vacuum. There are plenty of these drunken that they turn violent. Yeah. For me, not so bad. I only encounter once for so many years of driving. Mm. How important is uh, knowing the roads actually? Like, do you memorize the roads back then? Early days, you know how we check our destination. Street directory. Then you flip, flip, flip sometimes at night because I told you re- uh, night driver, you have problem. You go, then you check, then even uh, with the long sighted, put on your glasses or this, you still can't see properly because of the map is so small. Yeah. But now I think no such problem because you have the the Googles, you know, you just key in your, your six-digit poster code straight, they'll go to you. Mm. The only thing mm-hmm. is that I try not to use them because after so many years, I do get into my head then what, what route it was, will be the best to go, you know, the fastest way. Because sometimes if you go Googles, in fact, you saw the destination right in front. They will tell you, say, turn right. <laughs> then you tell yourself, turn right. I means I need to go one big round to get to the destination, which is just right in front of you. Uncle Ben, what are the most difficult parts of being a taxi driver? You talked about like only short breaks and stuff like that. People that who are trying to find fault on you. For instance, you already agreed with a route to go. I don't know whether you encounter taxi driver, a ma'am, sir, which route you prefer? They will ask you, okay, uncle, as long as I can reach my destination, you, you decide. Still, you will think where is the best, okay? Consider jam, the traffic flow, depend on the timing lah, because nighttime, not so bad already. <sighs> so you just say that, okay, I'm going to take this route via where and uh, go. Then he say, okay. All right. He agreed to the suggestion of the route of taking halfway through. He turned around and asked, uncle, why are you taking this route? Nah? <laughs> you, you know what I mean or not? They will turn around and ask you, why are you taking it's this? Not very nice, yeah. No, because we agreed. So this is this is the problems. Uh. Then the other one is jump fare, meaning that they don't pay at the end. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I think lately, lately, the last minimum five years, all taxi equipped with a camera. In the early days where no in vehicles, camera, and all this, you get youngster. I remember I got it from Ishun. Then they will direct me to a private houses estate, right? Both side parking car. Direct you to the end where you cannot turn, cannot this what. Then they start four of them, jump out of the car and run oh away. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not kidding. These are the people that make our life difficult. This is not the worst. The worst is that, Uncle, I put my thing here. Huh? I go out and pick up money because I don't have cash. Then it's, he said he put, uh, put his thing, his belonging there. You thought he has something to restore for his uh, fare. Yeah. But he go five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Oh, then no. you wait like a gundu there. Then you turn around, you go and pick up his thing. Inside is rubbish. I feel so sad listening to this. Yeah, yeah. If you tell us no money or how much you have, or can I just make good, whatever. Yeah. You, instead, you don't pay anything yet. You waste the driver time waiting for you to come down patiently, you know, the kind of uh, uh, problems. Guys, I'm actually really happy that we did this episode because, you know, three of us were passengers 
And listening to like the taxi driver side of the story, it makes you like reflect on how to be a better passenger. Like for me, I, I've done this before. Like sometimes I thought maybe he accept card or I don't have enough cash. If he drives me to my place, I'll tell him, uncle, I leave my entire bag here. I'm going to come back for it. I promise I will. And I make sure that I come back and do it because at the end of the day, it's time, it's energy, it's money that they're trying to make. And, you know, for I mean, us, yeah, just make a yeah, weight, it's right? like, yeah. how can we make their life a little simpler, a little better by just keeping your word and, you know, holding up your side of the bargain as a passenger who has gotten safely to your destination. So it's great that Uncle Ben is here, man. What I will say is that I'm really glad now that taxis accept PayNow and PayLa now. Like, it's just, if, if you don't have a phone now, right, that's the biggest lie ever. La. Like, you can definitely pay. You should be able to pay now in this day and age. There are many occasions people come up to you and say that I lost my wallet. Yeah. I have no money. Mm. I entertain. As long as you come and tell me. Wow, because you're very, that's what yeah. nice of you, you. You know why? Maybe it's genuine. I was thinking, right, when I was a young kid, sometimes I'll go to school and then I normally will want to go to like somewhere else to, to meet my parents at work or something like that and I'll take a cab and my parents will normally give me like a fixed amount of cash and sometimes the cab will be more. You know, I'm always very Pisces. I will say, Uncle, you can stop here. It's not the destination because the meter running out already. You don't have any more cab. And the uncle always says, okay, it's okay. I'll send you back. For me, is that, please, you already take such a distance. If we have not enough money, just let me know. I will send you to the homes. It's very late. So I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. That's the thing, right? The reason why I want to do this episode, because taxi drivers are such a big part of like the movement of Singapore. If you yeah. think about it, yeah, the unsung right, heroes. everyone is going around Singapore and if you're sitting mm-hmm. in a taxi cab, mm-hmm. you're talking to these taxi uncles, right? Who are basically, some of them, they, they can be very quiet. They'll just drive you point to point. Some of them will tell you all their stories. I've heard so many stories about, about life in Singapore through the taxi drivers. Yeah. And it's such a such an important part of like what it's like to live here. And actually in any city, right? Any city that has a big taxi scene, most people will say the same thing. But I think in Singapore, it's so much more relevant just because... It's a big part of our culture, man. Yeah, it's a big part of our culture. No, there are even more drivers that who put in more than me. What I've just mentioned, they even go extra mile. Of course, nasty taxi driver also plentiful. Those who really need money, cannot compromise, you know, they just want their fare and those kind of things. Obviously, they will reject. These are the people that who know patient and all that. Lah. Actually, thank you so much, Uncle Ben, for sharing so much wisdom. And I was going to ask you for some ghost stories, but I think you shared plenty like horror stories of actual people, actual passengers. Okay, I remember these two guys stopped me on the roadside. I stopped, they come in. Then they tell me the destination. Then I will just concentrate and drive. When I reached the destination, I only found, found one person alive. <laughs> Uncle, maybe you heard wrongly. Maybe you heard wrongly. Maybe really only one guy. Maybe, maybe I really miss because of the hours of uh, driving and things like this. Huh? So yeah. when it came in, only wow. maybe one is sending, the other one comes in. So I tell myself, uh, maybe the other one is sending <laughs> on board, then he went off. Is it? But I didn't see anybody outside. Oh no! <laughs> but that is, that's nothing. To me, I tell myself, only one came on board, <laughs> you know, not, not two. Draw your own conclusions yes, yes. from that, only, people. Definitely. <laughs> definitely only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Only one, only one. Fellas, what's the funniest story you've heard? Okay, a few, a few, a few. Pick your favorite funniest one. I remember at times, about 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, I got this gentleman 
he said he want to go back to uh, Rangoon North area. So I go halfway through. He said, where can I get Muslim food now? I said, your neighborhood coffee shop should have 24 hours and all that. Then you know what he said? He said, uncle, you turn around. We go Changi V. Changi V got the Nasilomak store 24 Uh hours. All right. I said, wow, uh, to me, I'm still working. It's a good fare. Right, I saw right for me, so I went. When I reached there, it's a bit reserved, light reserved. So he went down to do his packing of this one. Then three mufflet. Lady, lady boy. Changi V used to be a, yeah. a base for lady boy. They jump. Okay, one sit beside me, the other two go behind. They start put their hand in, the front one will go under my thigh and wow. things like this. Uncle, the, the tone is like this. Uncle, let's have good time. <laughs> Then I told them, said, look, my meter is still running. My passenger is buying food and uh, I have to send him back. I'm so sorry. That is something that I can never forget. Wow. Yeah. What an amazing, amazing afternoon, guys. Truly mind blown. Truly mind blown. What can we do to be a good passenger? If you have a route in mind, you go on board because it's different. Taxi driver is different. Um, maybe these two years, a lot of taxi driver all have become also grab driver you know they patch with grab and uh, this one then they have their their handphone everything is ready so they go on they see the googles and they follow the routes and go still a lot of taxi will wants to go without the google's help so if a passenger have a route in mind just tell the driver I think what we're getting from this is that like as a passenger, it really helped to like communicate first and foremost, but also like be understanding that like taxi drivers are not gods and they can't perform magic. So if you can work with them to get yourself there, I think it will make, you know, both both people happy on the journey. The last one to reciprocal the thank you appreciation to both driver and uh, passenger. I think that is very important. Uncle Ben, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I, I, I was very, very happy that we managed to get you on our show and learn about what it's like to be a taxi driver and, and really how we can be better passengers as well, right? One part informative, one part just a great entertainment show in and of itself. I, I, I'm so glad we could yeah. do this today. And you know what? I think it's all it's made us better people as well. Like our generation, like the grab-taking generation of Mian, Rovik and myself, I think we learn a little bit more, not just about, you know, what the industry is like, but just graciousness in general. Like, this is the, the one of the big reasons why we do stories like this. It's a little bit more about what it means to help your neighbour out. Thank you so much, Uncle Ben. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. And we'll see you all in our next episode. Alright, goodbye everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye.